Welcome to Millennium Live, a digital diary podcast. Even the best sports players of today must constantly practice to consistently compete at the top level. The same goes for cybersecurity professionals who are battling an ever-growing threat landscape. It's crucial that security teams build and maintain a successful cyber range and simulation program within their organizations. And that is the mission of CloudRange. We're joined by Debbie Gordon, the founder and CEO of CloudRange, to talk about bridging the cyber skills gap, measuring security teams' effectiveness, and being proactive in preparedness. Thank you so much for being here, Debbie. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. So I'm curious, can you share some more about CloudRange and what does CloudRange exist and why are you so unique? Because I know you are. Thank you. Yes. Um, thanks for having me. So CloudRange enables security professionals to prepare for inevitable cyber attacks the same way that flight simulators are used to prepare for pilots. And it's, a, it's something that has to be done on an ongoing basis because cybersecurity is one of the most dynamic fields because what you knew yesterday is going to be different what the heck than what the hackers know tomorrow. And so um, it's important that simulation is incorporated into enterprise training programs and enterprise security programs in order to keep everybody abreast of the attacks that are going to come. Wow. So I know on my side, and I'm sure on your side as well, we are constantly hearing about the cyber skills gap. So mm-hmm. can you tell me how big of a problem it truly is and why is there such a shortage of experts to detect these attacks? Great question. So it is estimated then uh, that there are several million open jobs in cybersecurity and it's only getting worse. And the reason it is getting worse, and that's globally, by the way, the reason it's getting worse is for a few reasons. Number one, um, the number of attacks are growing. The number of technologies that need to be managed for cybersecurity are, are increasing and simply the number of people who have experience in cybersecurity don't exist. And so it's nobody's fault that the people don't exist. Even people that are coming out of college with cybersecurity related degrees, they still don't have the experience. They have more of a, you know, a foundational knowledge, um, book knowledge, um, but we have to give people the ability to have experience, which is a little bit of a chicken and the egg. They need a job to have experience and they need experience to get a job. Um, So we have to accelerate that experience for people who are in cybersecurity organizations already, um, even even for people who are in college and need a way to really bridge the gap between what they learn in college and being able to perform in a job. Right. So bridging the gap, like you said, it's the chicken and the egg, getting experience to get a job. Why has it been so hard previously to get hands-on experience? This technology and solution didn't used to exist. The term cyber range as a, as a, type of platform um, that traditionally has been used in the military. Cyber ranges have been used as a a training platform primarily for red teaming, um, vulnerability testing on a network. And so that's something that uh, has been used in the military for many years. But what we've done is made it available uh, for enterprises. And I'm not talking small businesses. I'm talking huge, you know, Fortune 100, Fortune 1000 businesses that need to have a cyber range, but don't necessarily have the skills and resources to manage it kind of back to the skill shortage. And so um, we give them the opportunity to do this and not not to do it necessarily from a vulnerability testing standpoint, but utilizing our cyber range platform to test the cyber defenders. How well can these people detect and respond to attacks? 
So now, it, and it, you know, in the last 24 months, there has been such an uptick in utilization of the cyber range because people now see this as available, it's accessible, it's consumable. Um, they don't have to boil the ocean to try to use it. They have, they, you know, it's, it's a very accessible and flexible product for companies. Right. So just for anyone who's listening and for myself as well, can you talk about the concept of a cyber range and a simulation? What exactly is a cyber range, but yeah. how have they changed the way companies now prepare? Yeah. So most companies or many companies, unfortunately, prepare um, in a, uh, a retroactive way. They say, well, we were attacked. What did we learn from it? Let's make sure that doesn't happen again. Or they're constantly playing whack-a-mole um, with threats that are coming in. And so now they are able to proactively prepare. And the way that CloudRange works is that most most of our customers, um, they have their security teams go through different simulation exercises every month, for example, and every exercise is a different cyber attack. It's one that has happened in the world, um, one that may not have happened yet, may something that may be very um, discussed on the dark web, something that may have happened in their industry, but it basically prepares people to be in a very realistic environment. Um, they're looking at, on their computer screen, they're looking at what looks like their network, um, but it's not, it's, it's ours. They're using the tools that they would use in their security operations center. Um, they're seeing traffic and all of this is in a, in a simulated environment, but it looks and feels real and they have to find the attack. They have to detect it. They have to investigate it and respond to it. And this takes hours, but this is what happens in real life. And 90% of security analysts have never seen a live attack play out. Wow. They just know what happens after the fact or see little bits and pieces of it. Wow. That's wild. So how can you measure the actual effectiveness of security teams? That's a great question. Are companies question. So, able to really know if they're prepared or not? Yeah. So a lot of security in, in its simplest form is measured by time to detect and time to respond or mean time to detect and mean time to respond in hindsight. They, you know, they may look at the last quarter and say of all the attacks, what was the time to detect and time to respond? So we have to first off improve that time and shrink it for all intents and purposes. And so we're able to measure uh, in all these exercises, how much a team can shrink that detection and response time. And that translates directly to money saved because it's minimizing risk, ultimately saving money because it, we all know that a breach is very expensive. The other ways that we can measure the effectiveness is um, not just for what the team does as a whole, but we look at the individuals and see where their knowledge, skills, and abilities may be um, lacking or there's areas for improvement um, using the simulation exercises because every step of a cyber attack requires different knowledge, skills, and abilities. And so we're able to track what the individuals are able to do as part of a team and uh, prescribe additional training that they would need to make them um, whole. And again, they're never finished. Cybersecurity, you, you don't learn it and then you're done. You have to learn other attacks. And so the more they do, the more effective they're going to be. Right. So previously you mentioned you work with Fortune 100, Fortune 1000 companies. So what kinds of businesses do you actually work with? And is this kind of training something all kinds of organizations can have, or is it really just the large enterprises? About 75% of our customers are the large enterprises. Um, and that's because they have a security operations center. They have a defined budget for you know, risk management and cybersecurity. Uh, and they know what the, what the cost is if something bad happens. And they have people 
um, that need to be trained and need to continue to uh, be upskilled. Um, for the smaller organizations who may have, you know, one person in cybersecurity or a half a person in cybersecurity, we have programs for them where they participate in simulations um, in a little bit of a different way. They're obviously not working as a team because it, we want it to reflect what their environment is. So they would go through some individual exercises or small groups, for example, um, that would mimic what their network would look like in their business too. So you mentioned these large enterprises, of course, having a risk management and a cybersecurity budget. So given that this is a new category, how can companies now budget for this? A lot of companies are using uh, just general IT budget for it, a risk management budget. We're also finding that some of our customers are using training budget. And although training is what we do and the outcome, most of our customers see this more as part of the kind of the DNA of the organization. Simulation becomes part of their culture. Um, it's not just typical training that employees would go do on their own. But that being said, they're encouraging employees to utilize their training dollars um, to assemble a team to go do a training exercise. So a lot of times people may have $5,000 or $10,000 a year or whatever it is to spend on education that's approved by the company. Um, so they're incorporating this into those offerings and so that their, their employees can work on this training, which would expedite their ability to use this so they don't have to wait for the fiscal year to start over. Wonderful. Okay, so I just have one last question for you based on industry, and I don't want to keep you too long, but I'm curious, what are top security leaders doing today to be proactive and preparing for these future attacks, ones that they may or may not know about? First off, they are realizing that AI doesn't solve all problems, technology doesn't solve all problems, and you're never going to eliminate people. That's number one. So the the people, all the people that um, are benefiting from the value of this, they get that. We get people who say, oh, we don't need this. We have AI that's doing stuff. You have to know how to read a map before you have GPS. Um, because if something, even not, even if it doesn't go out, you still have to know context. Um, so people are always going to be there. Um, people are the last line of defense. And um, yes, you can have AI uh, that does certain things and minimizes threats or, or alerts, but at the end of the day, you need people. Um, so what what they're doing, so obviously, number one is to, to recognize that, that people are needed and people have, companies have people, so you have to leverage them, but they're usually doing a, about an exercise a month and um, it creates muscle memory, it creates rhythm, and it's kind of like going to the gym. The more you do, the better it's going to be. So some is better than none. We have a few customers who may do it quarterly. The employees love to go through these exercises because they know that they're going to see a cyber attack and they know that whatever they they're going to do, they're not going to accidentally take the company down. And that's the whole you know the benefit of it is they learn um, and then they feel more confident. And then obviously that minimizes risk for the company. Right. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for joining me today and chatting with me. This was so much fun learning about CloudRange. Thank you so much, Katie. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our other episodes. You can listen on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Be sure to subscribe, and for more information, you can visit mill-all.com.